I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello from Philippa at the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Now more than ever, people are often turning to a book to provide them with a great escape and they usually get asked, which book should I read next? There are so many to choose from. Well, help is at hand. The Quick Book Reviews podcast does what it says on the tin. It gives you some quick book reviews. You can tell how long it took me to come up with that market-leading title. Well done, me. And it covers all sorts of different books you might be interested in. And, hopefully, a happy half hour with me chatting about life, cups of tea, biscuits and books. Lots of books. From crime to thriller to general fiction, audiobooks, even children's books. If I think it's good, I'll want to tell you about it. And if I'm not such a fan, I'll tell you that too. It's not about literature or fine arts. It's just about finding a good read that makes you want to keep turning the pages. Finding books that deliver a great ending. Fancy a listen? Download the Quick Book Reviews podcast and see what you think. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. Dumpty 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 dum dumpty dumpty dum dum. Guess what I've spent an hour and forty four minutes doing today? The excellent Dumpty Dum podcast about the archers, Ian. Folks, we have some proper, proper celebrity fans of the show because this is Dumpty Dum, the show at the reality darky drama that are centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Millers. I'm the classic episode that is Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the lackluster repeat, the Archers hashtag Twitter potty mouth. That is... Kerry Warbis. Woohoo! <laughs> Super fan! <laughs> and the last part of this week's reheated episode, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumpty Dum is from Ian Dale of LBC, the Tory gay pundit can you believe it who's now an honorary dumpty dummer after tweeting that he's never listened to the archers but he loves the dumpty dum now kerry if someone would like to send us in a dumpty dum how exactly can that be done 
If you would like to sing us a dumpty dum or leave us a plot prediction, then call us on 0203 031 3105. Leave us a message on SpeakPipe or send a text message starting with dum, D-U-M, has to be in capitals, don't know, to 077862006906. Thanks to Yokel Bear and Millie Bell, our social media supremos, Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Shambridge for her voices, and to Derek for the loan of the back bedroom. On this week's episode, we hear views from Iris from Germany. Oh, I love me some Iris. Ballroom, Witherspoon, Master Miles, Glyn, full of love. He's back, me adopted father, who never makes any comment when I say I want him to adopt me. He just calls in every week and just ignores the fact that I'm begging for him to show me some love. And we have a new caller in era. So we do. Um, but first, before we do all of that, can I just say something, Kerry? You can. You don't sound like how I thought you were going to sound. Oh, do I not? Uh, well, you know what? We you know when you've been looking at someone's tweets like for years. Yeah. Right. And you've been like chuckling away to them. <laughs> I, you know, I thought, I don't know how I thought you'd sound, but you sound quite measured. Oh, proper. I am. <laughs> no, you're not. You're, you can be quite caustic. You can be. Yeah. <laughs> you, my plasticity like... is very measured. Hmm. Mm. So. So for people that don't know, um, R. Kerry, my, my guest host uh, today, is big on the Twitters. And you're big on the Twitters, specifically in Archer's fandom. Um, mm. You know, before we, we talk about the Archers and your love of the Archers, yeah. I'm presuming you do love it, don't you? Well, I think we all oh, have... <laughs> We all have a love, dare I say, hate relationship. I've even heard you and Lucy talk about this phenomenon. Um, but of course, I love it. Um, I've been listening for over 40 years. So if I don't love it, I'm mad. So I'd rather say I love it. Hmm. Yeah. Now, you, because one of the things which I don't quite get, right, is yeah. when people are always on, well, not always on Twitter, when people are on Twitter a lot, and they're like cracking jokes and they're really clever and they're really funny. All the things that I'm totally not on Twitter. And that's not me asking for a, you know, like, you know, oh no, Royfield, you really are funny. Because I'm not. Right. I'm just not. I'm, I'm not funny I'm at I'm all. Saying nothing. Right. Well, I, well, it's true. It's true. All right. But um, are you, do you comment on other things on Twitter? I must admit, I just see people just saying oh my god have you seen what that Kerry Warbis has said vis-a-vis -vis the archers so you do you comment on other stuff I do I probably comment on far too many things and spend far too much time on Twitter but um it serves a wonderful purpose in my life I find Twitter it's a, it's a, as a single mother it's a means of um, communicating with other adults um, mm. from my home I find you know outside of work hours uh, so yeah, I do. I do. I'm, I'm rather daft usually about any subject. So you get properly into it, do you? Immerse yourself, whatever the topic is. Okay. Yeah. Right. And the other question was actually going to be, and you've kind of preempted uh, my question by saying, how the heck do you find the time? Um, because whenever I seem to be lurking on there, you're there and I'm going bloody hell. 
and I, and I'm kind of never there. So to me, it feels like you're an, you're an omnipresence. Oh, you? oh my god! Oh my. Uh, I, I hope not. I I, I have a full time job, <laughs> so I don't tend to tweet, you tweet from work. No, I mean I have done on occasion. You know, obviously on my uh, break times. <laughs> mm. um, but no, I I'm not on there as, as as much as other people. I do sometimes wonder whether most of the people I follow actually have any um, full-time employment or not with the omnibus I mean that gets my full attention mm. the thing with that is I I respond really quickly to things that are happening during the omnibus but I feel bad that I haven't liked other people's tweets while I'm doing it so then after the omnibus is finished I like to spend another hour or so going back to the beginning and um, looking at other people's tweets which I haven't been able to really appreciate as I move through the omnibus is that good Twitter etiquette, like to share I the love? No idea. Um, I think it's just politeness, really, isn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I can be polite, Royfield. Well, well, you do sound quite polite. I was expecting this kind of <laughs> Cruella de Vil type of character. Well, <laughs> I really was. <laughs> I'm not like that at all. Um, some some um, Archer's tweeters have actually met me and I hope would say that I was not Cruella de Vil at the Brighton meetup. Um, yeah, and we were planning to have another one in London and then the pandemic hit. So that was a, rather a shame. Um, I'm looking very much forward to ones in the future, for sure. Right. So um, let's hope there is a future. Let's hope there is going to be a world <laughs> after Corona because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole world has been turned upside down. So I been. don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm know. hopeful it might be different, but it, there'll be one. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, right. So let's go all the way back. Forty years mm. ago, yeah. what was a slightly younger Kerry Warbis doing for her to bump into Ambridge? <laughs> well, I think um, it was as with many listeners, it was a sub subliminal background noise at first in my youth. Well, my dad used to listen to it, and he was actually an Archer's addict back in the day. I can remember our Morris Traveller. It was the lovely green coloured one. I had, mm. um, he had a sticker on the back that said Dumpty Dumpty Dum or something similar. Uh, and yeah, he used to listen all the time. So I became interested. I think I became more interested when I was kind of early secondary school age. Um, there have been, I haven't listened constantly, I wouldn't say for 40 years, but pretty mm. much constantly. You know, in, in my university years, I didn't listen as frequently and regularly as I used to. Uh, although having said that, I did meet one of my best, best friends on the planet, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. um, the first day at university, I met him. And one of the things I discovered about him initially was that he was an Archers listener. And you don't meet that many of them out in the wild. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, uh, um, our relationship was formed partly based on his love of the archers too his irreverent love so wait on a minute so you just the first day at university where'd you go to uni in brighton so i i i'm a southerner but then mm. the family moved up to yorkshire from when i was 12 to 26 no 14 to 26 sorry for 12 years and um my way of getting back south although i do love yorkshire no hate, no shame. Uh, <laughs> my way to come back was to do a degree here in Brighton, again, which I did mm. at the age of 26. 
um, in history of design. And that's where I met Jeremy. All right. So I'm guessing that round about that age, it was like the, the second summer of love, like acid house was like <laughs> pumping out of all of those like yeah. basements in Brighton, yeah. right? People were taking ease. And on your first at university, you had a cosy <laughs> chat about the archers. I wouldn't. What type of mature student were you? They're not mutually exclusive, Royfield. I'll just put that there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think that the archers um, listeners are a broad church. And I no. think my experience on Twitter would back that up for sure. Yeah, that is very true. We are a broad church. Yeah. I think our tastes are very Catholic in the, you know, the original meaning of the word Catholic. However, you know, if I'm, you know, at what, Brighton, Poly, Sussex University, yeah. wherever the heck you were down there, yeah. it's not the first thing I'm going to say to somebody to ingratiate myself with the hip, cool, young things. It just isn't, yeah. you know. If you've got the confidence to just, you know, ah. do that. Uh, right. And not dent your the rest of your personality. I think you can get away with it. So basically, what you're saying is, I'm not as socially confident as you. How oh, am I? Is that what I'm saying? I, I think that's exactly where you've gone with this. <laughs> maybe, somewhere. maybe you're right. Yeah, I, ha I, I had no qualms in declaring this. Well, yeah, you, I'm proud. I'm proud of it. You know what? You schooled me properly. But it's interesting because there was that, you know, there's been some conversation, hasn't there, about whether you declare that you're an Archers fan on online dating sites and so on. Mm. And whether that would be seen as a bad move <laughs> in attracting somebody. Um, what, so what do you have on your dating profile, Miss Warbeck? I don't have a dating profile. I, I would say the closest I have to a dating profile is Twitter, to be honest. Um, I am single, everybody, but... Um, <laughs> I've now turned this into a dating profile. Uh, no, I haven't got one. I haven't been there. I haven't done Tinder. But mm. if I did, I would put it on there. You would? Yeah. Okay. Well, fair, fair play to you, Mrs. Fair mm. play what to about you. you. What about me? What? Is it on your this dating this, profile? <laughs> no, I don't have a dating okay, profile. Okay, well, there you go. And I'm asking the questions. Okay. It's your <laughs> job to answer the questions. Fine. Right. Okay. Now, right. You've got 40 years worth of Ambridge yeah. in your blood, right? Um, what's the first storyline? Not that you can remember, but the first storyline when you went, nah, that, that's oh nonsense. Oh, my goodness. Um, there are so many, aren't there? Um, the no, it's nonsense. I think. I mean, I can remember fondly liking Lizzie back in the day. I think the whole, mm. you know, it's an old one, but the the Nigel falling off the roof thing mm. was a bit, what? You know, and since we found that there were reasons why that might have happened um, from the sort of editorial point of view. Uh, but I found that a bit odd, to be honest. But that was that you would have been 31 years into your archers listening. Yeah, so up until I that point, know. you just like took to, everything. I can't remember you. back to the 70s. Mm, really? I can. Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to my auntie Val's wedding. Right, I was a page mm. boy. I had uh, burgundy uh, velvet trousers and an elasticated uh, bow tie. That's what I remember from the well, 70s. Well, I can remember the 70s, but not the 70s archers necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tell you about my 70s wardrobe for sure. Mm. 
Yeah. It has to be mm. said, right, that it, it was only really when started doing Dum Dee Dum did the did I really critically start to think about the storylines truly in, in a negative? Yeah. I was um not a passive listener, but I did just kind of accept it. I have mentioned this storyline so many times, but mm. the whole Kathy and the rape. Yeah. Um I thought that was just so brilliantly handled. Yeah. And the aftermath um of that. And I remember going, this is good. Yeah. As opposed to this just makes me feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. Because I think back um, when I first started listening, it just made me feel comfortable. And I liked being squirreled away in my teenage bedroom and listening to this um, thing, which was a yeah. portal on a world which I didn't know. Yeah, it was fairly gentle, wasn't it? Generally mm. speaking. Mm. Yeah. But but when it comes to your archers done, you're not gentle, love, are you? No. Or at least at times you're not. Most of the time I'm not, I do, suppose. Does this belie your nature in general? I wouldn't say so, although I, my sense of humour is rather, so I would say it's left field and quite sarcastic and caustic, I would say. You mm. know, I'm, can can yeah. I just say, I, I was very worried about, <laughs> you know, getting on the other side of the podcasting mic with you. I thought, oh, my God. You know, what's she going to say about me? Because uh, I'm very thin-skinned, as well as not having your social confidence. Right, thin-skinned. I am. Funny. We have spoken on the phone a couple of times, and I. Oh, but d- don't <laughs> lift the veil on how this thing is done, Kerry. I just <laughs> I well, sent you, you a DM on Twitter, and I said, "Let's just do the show." And you went, "Okay," and we just switched our microphones. Okay, on. that's what Sorry. happened. <laughs> I, I've pulled the curtain back on that one. Sorry. <laughs> But no, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I suppose it's a risk, isn't it, to be how I am on Twitter, but people seem to like it. And I think that hopefully people can see through that and they know there's a fondness there. And I think, you know, mm. there's nothing wrong with being a bit critical about it. Some some of the things that happen are quite ridiculous. Mm. It would be a bit odd to just passively take all of that, I think. True that, true that. Yeah. Um, who... Which character in the last 40 years, so don't have to be a current member of, yeah. of the cast, can you just not, can you not abide? Just go, oh, God, not them again. Oh, not abide. I thought you were going to ask mm. who I really loved. And I would have no, said that's no, too easy. Good. Like yeah. normal co-hosts, I'd ask them nice fluffy questions yeah, like that, but not okay. you. Oh, I can't abide. I mean, mm, Peggy's quite high up that list. <laughs> really? Uh, Phil, I didn't really like Phil Archer. Yeah. Oh no! This is the end of the podcast. No, no, no. I know there are other people who feel that way on the Twitters, so I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, the outstanding ones. I don't know. I mean, you know, no one. He was the Archers. I know. Well, this is part of the um, mystery of the whole thing, isn't it? I mean. We could spend hours talking about how, whether we do like or don't like the Archers family as well, I suppose, Ooh. which is interesting, isn't it, as it's called the Archers. But, um, you know, from time to time I'm talking. But I think, you know, Rob was dreadful, wasn't he? But a marvellous character played really, really mm. well. Mm. 
Russ is awful, isn't he? He is. But not awful in a kind of you need to stab him with a with a kitchen knife over a tuna bait type of yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, of Philip Moss. Awful he, in a more pretentious he's quite high way. Now, isn't he? He's switched up. And it was interesting listening to the um, past episodes. Phil Philip Moss made a, a brief appearance, or or that he was referred to at the um, where was it? It was at the New Year's Eve ball, I think it was. He was coming out of a casino. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, well, the, the writing was on the wall there when Roy, Roy Field say that everything he was doing was to do with money. And that was a long I, time I, ago. I don't want to say I telegraphed Philip Moss, but yes, I telegraphed Philip Moss. Yeah. Oh, it was at the Hump Ball, actually. Yeah. Mm. And that was in 2017. I mean, not that it, you cannot go to a casino, but I thought of you, Roy Field, when that was mentioned. Did you? I did. Do you, do you often think of me, Kerry? No. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy will enjoy that one. <laughs> well, I'm just, all I'm going to say is my co-host last week was so much better than my co-host this week. At least she flirted along and she had a little bit of a giggle. I think it might be because you called her mom. So until you start doing that, I'm not going to play. <laughs> she was great i really liked her episode she she was she was super fab super fab um you know what we should do we should have a little bit of this hello ambridge 3962 and uh it means our kerry that it's um it's called Rinnerid time. Um, why have you never called a Rinnerid? Yeah, I was, I was having a word with myself about that actually before this. I have. Are you are you above it all? Are I you am certainly, certainly not above it all. But mm. I, know, I I I really enjoy the Twitter part, and I didn't know I've toyed with it. I've almost dialed, and then didn't. I don't know. I sh- maybe should have. I mean, I've I've been listening to Dumpty Dum since it started as well. By the way, well, this is a real thing that yeah. did surprise me about. Yes, folks, we did have a, a pre chat or two. Right? I had to vet her. I couldn't have any old <laughs> random on the, on the show. You know, yeah, this Dumpty Dum is a bit of an institution now, and mm. I, you know, d- didn't know where she'd been what her thoughts would be on anything. So I did better, put through yeah. her paces, and you pass muster. But I had no idea, genuinely, that you were a listener yes. to Dum Dee Dum. I am, yeah, because um, I've, I've managed to make Tweet of the Week a few times over the years. And, um, yeah, but you wouldn't know, would you, because I haven't actually made contact with you, although I've had contact with Lucy, and I've actually mm. met Lucy. Um so, yeah, it, I mean, it's a brilliant program, isn't it? You, it I love it. Oh. And, and I think, you know, those people who say, I don't listen to The Archers, but I listen to Dumpty Dum, you can actually have one without the other, really, almost. So, so you agree with Ian Dale then, do you? Uh, well, only on that, probably. That's <laughs> 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 a disclaimer. He's probably lovely, I have no idea. <laughs> Who's your favourite dum-de-dum presenter, Kerry? Lucy, definitely. <laughs> Good call. 
And who's your favourite? Cups are astonishingly good, aren't they? I don't know how she does it week yeah. after week. Proper genius she is, proper yeah. genius. Right, anyway, yeah. um, I well, we've had the Linda sniff and, and a telephone ring, and we forgot to do this, uh, actually have a caller in a row. So top of the shop, first off, up below at East West Side, it's our Witherspoon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Millie Bell, Yoko Bear, this episode's co-host, and all Dumpty Demers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. This past week, the focus was on Ambridge's celebrations and traditions. I was just surprised that a small village could play host to two black tie affairs in their annual calendar. I did enjoy hearing the voices of characters deceased and actors who left the show. There's already been discussion about Brian's infidelities and why Jenny took him back. Was she wrong to do so? Who are we to judge? Each marital situation is so unique. I also mention it because there's speculation that there will be more marriage splits during the shelter-at-home period. In fact, two of my patients have had their marriages end in the last two months due to affairs that have come to light during the isolation of lockdown. As we enter into Ambridge isolation, which now feels oddly a bit out of sync with the rest of the world, I wonder which couples would be most at risk of busting up due to the stress of all of this. It's an interesting question to speculate about. I vote for Lily and Russ because Lily would feel so trapped listening to Russ drone on all the time. Though she does have the escape of hanging with her mother or walking in the expansive fields of Lower Loxley, I also wonder if Alice's drinking would get out of hand, putting extra stress on her relationship with Chris. My husband just asked me which character will be most upsetting for Dumpty Dummers to lose to the virus. He thought Jazzer, but I think it's wishful thinking on my husband's part. He just wants to be the only Scotsman in the room when we listen to the goings-on in Ambridge. Talk to you soon. Thank you for that, Mr. Spoon. Um, anything in his call you want to comment on, R. Kerry? Well, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? The whole, you know, who will feel the stress of lockdown as, as a couple. I liked that bit. Will it be Lily and Russ? Will it be Alice and Chris due to her drinking? Um, and also that question about who it would be most upsetting to lose. Am I allowed to ask mm. you what you think about that? Who would you be the most upset to lose? I think we've established that I ask the questions on this podcast and you answer them. <laughs> I don't know what's very clear. You're right, dictator, aren't you? <laughs> some, of the, some, some of the best socialists were, were total dictators. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let, let's try and answer the question. Mm. I used to have a big Fallon fixation. Yeah. Now, that has lessened greatly. But that's more to the fact that she's not really on it much anymore. Yeah, she hasn't meaningfully done anything for years. So, you know, if, if the coronas took her off this mortal coil, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd dab a little eye, you know, oh. but I wouldn't be like, you know, wailing. Um, so, yeah, who um, would make you wail if they were suddenly taken? You know, I don't know. I need, I need to have a little bit of a think. How about you? Mm. Uh, well, I think most of us do have a bit of a soft spot for Jazza. Uh, although he's not really featured 
that much of late either. Uh, Jim, bless him. Yeah, no, no, no. Jim would touch me if, if Jim went. If Jim went, I'd yeah. be like, let me know. I love a bit of Jimmus. Yeah. yeah. Or one of yeah, the, the other... biggies, you know, I mean, Clary, God forbid, someone like that. But I'm, I think that new, old, new Clary, mm. as she is, she's criminally underused. She is. The 80s and 90s. Clary was a much more prominent character. Mm. You know, you had her doing the whole Marielle thing, you know, when they went off, when she went off and twinned Ambridge with, yes. that, with Marielle, the, you know, the town <laughs> in Mary France. Marielle, yeah. Um, you know, that Clary mm. was, I, you'd almost say that her and Susan have slightly swapped prominence. I always thought there was yes. more Clary than there was Susan, and it seems to have gone the other way now. Yeah, I mean, they have their similarities, don't they? Um, mm. But, yeah, I think Clary I have more of an emotional connection with, although I wish she wouldn't do quite so much for the blokes in the house. Um, the, um, oh, yeah. Another, another I, thing which I took from, from Witherspoon's call yeah. was um, lockdown. What have you discovered about yourself during lockdown? Well, I perish the thought but I quite like a lot of it um I'm quite a home being isolated from humanity yeah I'm really yeah (laughs) when you put it like that um what what I mean is it I'm not finding it difficult it's fine um I am a sociable cove but um you can socialize in different ways I actually had a socially distanced picnic yesterday uh, no it wasn't yesterday mm. saturday you forget which day it mm. is don't you um we were two meters apart in the park and there was a lot of space around us but that, that was the first time i've seen my best friend in sort of nine weeks wow. um so i do miss i do miss going to the pub and having a big group of people that's lovely i miss going into the workplace where there are loads of Brilliant, no, I haven't brilliant. asked you what have you missed. What yeah, have you well, discovered about yourself? But well, I'm coming to that. Um, it's that I'm fine with it. I'm fine with pottering around at home. My two kids are here. I'm really lucky that they're here with me. We have a garden, so we can go out in the garden. Um, we're both. My daughter and I are working from home, so. Wait a minute. Have you got one of those like, you know, padlocked private garden things? Because you live because you live down there in Brighton. No, my garden is not padlocked. No, it's a small garden. I live in the sort of Hanover bit of Brighton, which is just slightly inland. It takes me about five minutes to walk to the sea. Um, okay. No, it's not a huge garden, but we've got a couple of benches out there, a shed, you know, some nice plants. Mm. It's a sun trap and we like the sun. So, yeah, we're, we're, I just feel very fortunate that we haven't had to deal with any of the nasty side of it, really. And I'll happily do that and for as long as it takes. All right. So a lot of people listen to Dum De Dum because mm. uh, people really reveal the inner psyche, their beating soul on this podcast. So I'll, I'll ask the question again. What have you discovered about yourself in lockdown, Mrs? Because you haven't told me anything. I have told you. I've said it's fine. I'm, I'm quite happy with it. That's what I found. Is that it? I thought it was going to be some deep revelation. I, no, listen, I've always been a woman of simple, 
pleasures and um, <laughs> I, you know <laughs> without going into too fine a detail but <laughs> but that's no true. no 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 <laughs> this is the whole point of a podcast go into detail that's what people want oh I don't think they would but um no I I literally am you know if, if my kids are okay I have a roof over my head the fridge is full um I can converse with my friend my mother is fine she's in an um, isolation down here um haven't been able to see her, her over the nine weeks but we keep in touch that's fine by me honestly I, I'm not really a sort of stressy worrying type I'm quite mm. chilled right let's investigate Sorry to disappoint that you. <laughs> after a little bit of iris she's from Germany don't you know she Hello, is. Lucy Royfield, Angela, Jackie, and all the wonderful people on the self-sufficient universe called Dumpty Dum. You don't even need too much Archer's input to go on, so what an achievement. I'm like Jackie Smith, also on the team Kill Phil. I want him <laughs> to show remorse <laughs> on his deathbed, and it won't be so hard for Kirsty to let him go. And it will be too late, of course. Uh, yes, I found that really funny when Royfield was slightly offended by occasional Tony's praise of his ever-increasing performance. But I must say Tony was right. <laughs> Again, the last show was so much better than the week before Royfield. Uh, Germans have to report to their local registration authorities about the place or where they live and the births and marriages and all that. But you're right, um, I think we are especially sensitive about giving out our data. Um, data is profit and uh, so in my job I often hear in a very low voice somebody saying when we use a new video platform but you know it's located on an American server. And I think it's Germans who found out uh, that when you read a data policy that it takes you two and a half years, but you just stick the box and agree because you want to uh, use the app. So um, yes, I think the data octopus is rather a metaphor for the algorithm itself. And we never know who the alg algorithm is working for. Thanks for everything you're doing. It's really, really fun to be on the show. And uh, until next time. Uh, I'll be the same, our Iris. <laughs> um, now, at this point, we've got to make it seem like, you know, editorially we've pre-thought about the show. Do we have any emails, Kerry, that maybe pertain to topics that Iris mentioned in her call? We do. We do have emails. Let me find the email that we do <laughs> Whilst you're shuffling your papers, yes. uh, do, do, you, do you want me to fill? Uh, just for a few moments, yeah. It's in my uh, folder here. Won't be All right, so yeah. one minute. You printed out the emails? No, I didn't. My fold. You can have electronic folders, Royfield. I don't know if you Oh, that. okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit old school. <laughs> I'm a bit analogue. Yeah, I found the email. Here it is. All right, smashing. Yeah. All right. Um, would you like me to read it? I would. Okay, so this is from Mark Atkins, and he says, Hi, Royfield, Lucy, and guest hosts. Last week you said that there have been no censuses in Germany since World War II. This is not true, as there have actually been seven since 1946, but these are done differently to those in the UK. They do not take place at regular intervals. 
the longest gap was a whopping 24 years. But since 2001, they take place every 10 years. The next is due in 2021, and the EU has now actually mandated that all member states hold a census on a 10-year cycle. The German census differs in that the population as a whole is not surveyed, or surveyed even. Instead, a random selection is sent a form and these results are extrapolated over the whole nation. Alongside this, we have compulsory registration of all inhabitants through the Einwohnermeldeämter, which is citizen registration office run by each local council. And these data are also used as the basis for the census. These are actually more accurate than a normal 10-year census because the data is updated every time a person moves or gets married, etc. And he signs off with Zerniger Grüße aus Heidelberg und halt die Ohren steif. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you for that, Mark. If you'd like to know what that last bit means. It is greetings from Heidelberg and keep your ears stiff, Royfield. So Ooh, I right. hope you have stiff ears. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I do. Um, so thank, thanks for the clarification, Mark. Um, and I suppose um, what the what my because this, this whole kind of question came about mm. during the Map Corner podcast when this data mapper who's actually German, said there is no census in Germany. And actually what he meant was the whole population isn't surveyed at yes. once. It's it's a sample. Um, but I've always kind of really wondered um, about the, the, the practice that many European countries have that when you move house, you have to register with the local police office. Uh-huh. And that, to me, feels like a real kind of intrusion Mm. on freedom, that you're constantly telling the government exactly, the authorities, so to speak, um, where you are. That feels very un-British, but it's very common within continental Europe. Yeah, I suppose, is our closest equivalent that we advise the council tax people? (laughs) But but you know what, that's a very good point. And really... I suppose it's the point of you notifying the authorities. For me to go along to the police station feels very intrusive yeah. on my civil liberties, as opposed to me saying, well, I need to pay council tax. So I just need to inform um, the bin collectors that actually yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pay you for collecting my bins. That to me feels very different than rocking up to the, to the, you know, the cop shop and say, by the way, I've moved into 88 King Standing Road. Yeah, but perhaps it's actually more, um, not honest, but actually, you know, the police will be able to get the same information that the German police get, I, I imagine, by other means. Mm. Mm. Without wanting to make this a podcast about about Brexit, and one minute. Yeah, come in. I'm completely in the middle of a show, Mum. I, I, I do like your outfit there. It's very nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know they can't see you twirling on the podcast. Oh. No one can see you. Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> well, 
the outfit. Um, <laughs> it's this. Um, it's it's very long and drapey. A bit of an African print. Um, kind of like light linens, and um, the patterns were kind of yellowy and green. And yeah. uh, she looked very summery, but nice very colourful. light. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, Brexit. One of the so yeah. <laughs> And, and I'm, you know, we haven't talked about Brexit on this podcast forever. And this is not an, an anti or a pro Brexit rant before anybody goes off of F sake, Royfield, mm. stop it, right? Though there was free movement of, there is free movement of European workers within most European states, most European states reserve the right, if somebody isn't working after three months, to send them back home. And they keep tabs on them through exactly that mechanism of them having to go and register with the local police shop where they are. So it it always amazed me that one of the key charges thrown at uh, people that wanted to remain was the fact that, you know, all these Europeans were over here and we can't get them out type of thing. That actually Germany's, your Austria's, your, your Belgiums, whatever, those countries actually say, well, if you're not working after three months, uh, we can ask you to leave and we know exactly where you are. Mm. But anyway, anyway, so um, in that way, we had a very uh, liberal regime when it came to our European brethren yeah. uh, being over here. But still within EU law, we could have actually got rid of, dare I say, those Polish, Bulgarian uh, builders or if you wanted to call them layabouts, if we wanted to. But anyway, this is not about Brexit, just saying, <laughs> just yeah. saying, I mean, folks. the layers of perception related to what people think about Brexit and the actuality behind that, those layers of perception. We could talk all year about those. We could, uh, yeah. but maybe on, on another podcast. Okay. And I need to reverse out of this topic. Yes, yes. Right? yes. And um, we do have a repeat. Uh, we have parts by a virus so she's uh she's coming back again here okay. you go iris hello this is iris with a second round of caller ra ring 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 ringing because i wanted to thank you so much for speaking your occasional german with me and please never ever apologize for pronunciation angela even got freikörperkultur perfectly right and that's not the easiest I never did apologize for my English pronunciation, should I? I just thought I'd let you put up with it. So if it's fine by you, it's fine by me. And thanks again. And bye-bye from Germany. Iris, your English pronunciation is that spot on that I can't hear an accent. Can you hear an accent? No. You've got absolutely nothing. I actually thought you're from Hull, Iris. When you said you're from <laughs> when you said you're from Hanover, I was like, "What? No way!" On a yoga no. mat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, from Germany, we're going to head over to um, the other side of the pond. It's Master Miles. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Master Miles calling from a beautiful day in the upstate lockdown in the little-known southern tier of New York. Uh, I haven't called in in a long time, but every week there's usually someone else who calls in and makes the same point I was going to make only better. So that's been fine. 
But this week, because they're playing revisited episodes, I'm not hearing them because they don't go out on the podcast feed. I'm going to try to hack my way into BBC Sounds and give them a listen. But for other listeners who are craving a deep dive into the history of Ambridge and the old peccadilloes and old relationships and past history of all of our characters, I can recommend Joanna Toy's three volumes of Archer's novelizations, which will get you completely caught up on the entire series up until the year 2000. There's a little gap between there and when I started listening around 2008 or 2009, so uh, I'm hopeful that I can listen to some of the revisited episodes that will fill in the gaps. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing Brian and Siobhan and the Grundys leaving Grange Farm, round one, and uh, whatever else comes up. Meanwhile, I hope everyone is keeping safe and staying smart, and I'm not going to say that phrase that Bojo has been recommending because it doesn't make any sense. Stay alert. If you see a virus, ignore it. I don't know what he means by that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, as the virus comes to Ambridge, we're all waiting to see who gets it. My money is on anti-cardboard. It's the obvious plotline, and I think that's the direction they will go. Anyway, we shall see. Best to all color inners everywhere, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye, Master Miles. Um, just very quickly before we come on to you, Kerry, because I know you're chomping at the bit there to, mm-hmm. to, to get on the mic. Um, there is a website, folks where you can go back and uh, listen to all manner of old episodes of The Archers. Uh, the web address is luff, L-U-F-F dot org dot U-K forward slash archers. So I'll read that again. It's luff, L-U-F-F dot org dot U-K forward slash archers. And um, somebody, I think w- what they've done is they had a whole load of um, CDs Uh, BBC CDs from back in the day and they've ripped them and uh, whacked them online Um, they haven't exactly labeled um, all the all the episodes but they are there and you there's some deep dives I think it's all the way back to to the 80s so lots of old golden characters uh, your Nelsons your Jethro's uh, your Walter Gabriel's etc they're on there um, so again, it's luff.org.uk forward slash archers. Um, you'll have a blast. Um, what were you going to say, Warbis? No, I was just, uh, I wasn't aware of the book to which, or the books that to which Master Miles refers. Were you? The Joanna um, Toys? I kind of, yeah, I kind of was. They, pre the interwebs. There were a lot of Archer's books and uh, some of them in the voices of characters and and whatever. So mm. I'm not the world's most voracious reader. In fact, I don't read. Mm. Right. So, um, But I was aware that there is this whole plethora of uh, Archer's memorabilia when yeah. it comes to, you know, in, in book form. Yeah, I don't read as much as I should, which is why I joined a book club to make How's that going for you? a book a month really good i love it yeah it's a lovely group of women from work and uh yeah sorry Mm -hmm. no 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 i I was just gonna go and uh give a plug for philippa's quick book reviews uh podcast 
um, her, her ads at, at the start of the show. But anyway, sorry, as you were, you were telling me about the books uh, that, that you're reading in your yeah, book club. It just, it just makes you have to read things, really. You know, so you have a deadline, obviously, because then you meet and you discuss the book. So, um, yeah, it's making what, me do that. What are you reading at the moment? Our current read is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. And I have to read it by June the 1st, and I've read the first few chapters, so I haven't really got stuck in, but I'm loving it so far. And uh, what's the premise of the book? Okay. Um, The blurb, uh, for years, rumours of the Marsh Girl have haunted Barclay Cove, a quiet town on the North Carolina coast. No, 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 no. You don't read it. Give me, give me, you. I've I've read about four chapters, Royfield. That's that's enough. That's enough. Let's give us the Kerry Warbis four Uh, chapters synopsis what i'm really enjoying about it is um i haven't chosen any of the books that we've read so far i think my my choice is going to be the next one um Mm. but that's another part of it that it's all the women in the group are younger than me no surprise and (laughs) um so it's really really refreshing that they're choosing the things that i perhaps wouldn't normally have naturally chosen myself but so far, it's just about a young woman who is living in this um, the heat of the marsh land, quite poor community. Mm-hmm. And her mother has upped and left the household. And we don't quite know why, although we believe it's probably to do with the dad being physically abusive to her at this point so there's a very poignant scene where the young girl's watching her mother walk away with her little blue suitcase and her white gloves on and her fake crocodile shoes which she never puts on unless she's going somewhere very important and she hasn't been back yet Ooh, uh. mm. well let us know um, what the book club actually thinks about it yes all right uh so that is master miles and, um, and he so thinks Auntie Mar- Cardboard will be stricken with the coronavirus. I think she's the the most obvious yeah. <laughs> character because she's barely on it. She probably, you know, she graces our our speakers, what, or our headphones once every two years. Yeah. <laughs> and generally, Peggy has to clear up the mess that she's created. Um, and so then maybe that's that would be it. quite convenient, really. It would, mm. because then you could actually say the virus has hit Ambridge, but it hasn't really hit us in a, you know, it's, yeah, it hasn't really hit us in, in a truly meaningful way in terms of taking away a truly beloved character. Though Christine, you know, she's been in it, the, the character Christine's been in it forever, yeah. but she's just been on a slow fade out, hasn't she? Mm. I think almost the more interesting thing will be the people being forced to spend time together. Hmm. and how they cope with that who if you had to pick a caller <laughs> in that you had to be in lockdown with who would that be and why Catherine Rowan Jones really? I can't do her voice uh who can do her voice apart Hello, from her on, oh well done <laughs> that was a good crack <laughs> Um, oh, I just love her delivery. To just listen to that all day long would be brilliant. Her dryness. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there's loads of them, though, aren't there? I love um, the, the, oh, Andrew Horn. He's a jolly old cove, isn't he? 
not old. I uh, don't know why I said that. Uh, he's he's um, uh, Royfield, uh, not you. Uh, with a spoon, with a spoon. That's what I mean. Did you say Royfield? Oh, yeah. not you. Is there is there another Royfield? <laughs> You're not a caller in or a. <laughs> not yet. Anyway, <laughs> it hasn't come to that stage where you've been usurped and have to ring in. <laughs> um, yeah, with a spoon and Angus Haggis, bless him. Uh, there's the lovely Scottish one, isn't there? Oh, his voice is good. Well, it is a hit with everybody. Yeah. It's a hit with everybody. Yeah. What are you looking forward to with these um, new episodes, with the new Corona shows? Well, I was really looking forward to I, I really like a sort of two-hander, you know, um, where oh, there's yeah, two I... characters. Oh, stop it. <laughs> One minute. We've got interruptions abound here. I'm glad. Just at a crucial point. One minute. Oh, welcome, Mother. What was that? Uh, that, no, that was my little brother. We've got the whole Brown family interrupting yeah. on this What episode. I would recommend is a sign on your door, Royfield. But dare I say it, right? Um, I actually say to people, they can interrupt me on Dum Dee Dum because it adds to the whole kind of Oh, chaos, bless. Yeah, you know? that's it's, true. This is, this is, you know, it's I liked your mum visiting. That was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question again? Would you like to be locked down with me was the question. Oh, I oh. mean, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Do you think we could suffer each other for, for nine weeks? Bloody hell, I've only just met you. <laughs> idea um i'm very patient and tolerant so perhaps <laughs> wow i but don't know I, would what I do you think would i test you i patience? doubt it i mean you know no i suppose it really depends where we'd be locked down because if it was a big enough house you could still kind of self-isolate away from each other and then also then come together couldn't you i beg your pardon you heard me yeah uh yeah we would need a large house <laughs> yes that's what that's the conclusion we've come to <laughs> <laughs> oh none of my little jokes get past you do they <laughs> <laughs> they're not that small <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> Master Miles. Uh, thank you for that, sir. Uh, Paul Room, we need to rescue us because yes. this is all getting a little bit steamy. Ooh. Hello, it's Paul Room calling back about the cassettes I found at home that date back to the mid 80s onwards. I mentioned before, I wanted to talk about some of the characters uh, and scenes in these. Uh, one was Jethro Larkin. When I heard him, I couldn't place him at all. He sounded very much like Jolene's ex Wayne. Bert Horribin, very yokel. And even when I figured who he was, I still couldn't think, you know, how he related and had to look him up. And he's Clary's father. And I recall the scene with him and David when they were out chopping down the branch of a tree and it fell on poor Jethro and killed him. Clary, obviously, very upset at the time and uh, I think had a difficult time with David, but obviously, very forgiving now. It's well, he's not mentioned at all, as far as I can recall, sort of recently-ish. Um, the moral of the story is don't work at height with David because it will end in your inevitable <laughs> death. Uh, there's a scene with Sid Perks and Mark Hebden discussing the cricket team and should they allow women in because they were 
shorthanded and of course they said no it only took 30 years for that to happen <laughs> lovely you right you are scattered throughout the episode and two from tom forrest in one scene with jack Woolley, which was great also linda everyone was dreadful to her whenever she uh, turned up it was like oh no hide it's linda and oliver complete contrast to now uh, there was a scene when her llamas startled the hounds and they had a row. He called her a small-minded bigot because she didn't understand the country ways. And he was really dreadful with her. Um, so, yeah, some strange memories and how things change uh, over the years. Bye-bye, mate. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, we've talked about this on numerous occasions, but mm. the whole kind of redemptive arc of, of Linda. Yes. And you tied it in a little bit with Joy Horville, didn't you? Mm. You know, the outsider coming in and they sort of almost have to be disliked to begin with. Mm. That, the, yeah. I wasn't really aware at the start when I started listening that I was aware she was a newcomer because she kept on talking about Sunningdale mm. uh, all the time. But I didn't dislike her because of that. Mm. She was just such a bloody busybody and was in your face. Yeah. Though I had completely forgotten that everybody else in the village was was rather uh, nasty and, and, and short with her. Mm. And and I and I then presume the reason why she started doing the panto was deliberately to ingratiate herself yeah. into the village. You know, into the you know the 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 organisational kind of like firmament yeah. the, the way the things village. are the, the sort of exactly. continuity of it all yeah exactly. yeah I mean I think her tone won't have helped her will it really <laughs> how, how she speaks to people perhaps in the early days mm. um you know whereas Joy Horville for example as another person who's coming from outside she's got that slight busybody element but essentially is quite She's annoying, but quite sweet with it as well, isn't she? Whereas you can imagine um, Linda rubbing people up the wrong way if she was being a bit haughty. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And I, I just loved that her llamas startled the hounds. I mean, in which other programme would that occur? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good shout, Matt. It's a very good shout. Yeah, I love um, things like that. <laughs> The other thing which um, Paul talked about was Jethro Larkin. Mm. And I must admit, I kind of get Jethro, Bert Fry, Tom Forrest. They've almost become the same person yeah. in my head. Yeah, like, I'm glad I, you said that, Royfield. <laughs> I just, true. You know, and... Obviously, doing doing this show week in, week out, I have to, you know, on occasion, you know, do a bit of research, you know what the hell I'm talking about and stuff. I know people go, what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I was surprised when I discovered that Jethro, who's, it's a name I remember as opposed yeah. to necessarily a voice, yeah. that that was Clary's dad. Because yeah. as Paul says, he's never mentioned. No, isn't it weird? Yeah, the fact that Clary is a Larkin is never ever mentioned, and yeah. I've forgotten about it. Exactly. When I when I was listening to him and he mentioned Jethro Larkin, I literally was going, "Uh, who? How is he part of it all?" And then when he said Clary's dad, I was like, "Oh God, of course." Um, but yeah, it's it's odd that she doesn't ever 
refer back to him. Mm. Because um, Joe, every now and then, would refer to his wife. Yeah. You know, and, and Joe Grundy came into it as a widower. So he does refer yes. to, you know, his wider family, or at least he did, mm. to get the tense right. But Clary, no, not at all. What do you think that is? Do you think it's because there's usually so much going on for Clary in the present day that she's almost not got time to have an utterance about her <laughs> past? Because she's having I, to spin so many plates, bless her. I just think it's... Um, a continuity snafu, really. Continuity oh. is the wrong word. But I just think yeah. it's good, right, we've just kind of forgotten. The, mm -hmm. the other thing is as well... You know, when it's his birthday or something like that, would she exactly. not think of him and mention... You would, you would think so. Yeah. The other thing is, and this is a special shout-out to Cosmo. So, Cosmo, mm. shout-out to you, Cosmo. Shout-out, sir. Right, because when the Grundies came into the... came onto Mike... That always been in the village. So the right. Grundys came into things in the late seventies. Mm. They were invented by William Smethurst. Yeah, but they weren't newcomers. They would all always been in the village. Okay, so new to feature, but uh, always had been there. Exactly. Right. I yeah. wonder. You know, Clary must have been the same. That I'm get, and this is totally shout out to you now, Cosmo. So please call in, email in, whatever uh, for next week. Was Clary kind of you know invented in the late seventies also? Because I know Clary didn't wasn't born in. She was born in the village, but she wasn't born in the village. You know, she mm. was not on Mike in the fifties, yeah. in the sixties. So she's a sudden, an, another sudden appearer. I think so, mm. and um, and you know, I think maybe Jethro had talked about his daughter Clary, but she was a silent. But anyway, yeah, can you please um, clear this up for us, Cosmo? Because it is very odd that Clary never talks about her father, though she does talk about her sister. Because if you remember, every now and then. Um, she talks about a sister who lives by the seaside somewhere mm. and the the boys i think when ed remember when ed had his uh time with drugs yeah he went to his auntie ex whose name i completely forget who lives by the seaside so she does talk about her sister anyway cosmo or if you're an artist uh listener of a certain vintage and yeah. you know all this stuff um can you just say Stop with the idle speculation. <laughs> I was just thinking there will be people listening to this going, no, no, no. Exactly. So just please <laughs> put us out of our misery. Yeah. We've only been listening to this for 40 years. So <laughs> we can't remember everything. <laughs> well, it's not even remembering everything. It's like we didn't go back, you know, there's still mm -hmm. another 20 plus years, well, 30 years practically of Archer's listening, mm -hmm. which we weren't privy to. The so, sister uh, is Rosie, by the way. Rosie. Uh -huh. And where Rosie Mabbitt, Dorset. Live? Um, they, the family moved to Ambridge in 1966 when Rosie was about 15 because Father Jethro wanted to be closer to his own parents, Ned and Mabel. Hey. Yeah, let's chat nothing about like... Ned and Mabel for half an hour, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> nothing like the internet, is there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Although, you know, I still mm -hmm. want to know how Clary was properly sort of introduced. 
because I'm almost positive that the character of Clary was not around in the 60s. Mm. You put a little bit of doubt in my mind now, but I, I'm, I don't think she was. Anyway, yes. um, well done, Internet. Um, and well done you, typing mm. away as, as I was, uh, you know, blathering. Multitasking. Hey, you know what? As Ruth right? would say. Yes. Uh, a bit of a double act. You oh, excellent. You know, <laughs> you know, you actually go off and actually do the research live. <laughs> <laughs> God, is there no end to my talents, honestly. Exactly. I literally type something Runs. into Doodle. Right, you. Um, let's have another call, Rinnera, uh, whilst you bask in the glory that is you being able to type. Hello, Royfield, Lucy, and all the Dumpty Dummers out there. My name's Elsa. I'm a brand new caller, Rinnera, and fairly new Archers listener. I've been listening since the first plotline I really remember is Russ and Lily getting together, and Freddie and all the drugs debacle, which I think makes me a rosy archer. So still in nappies, probably, in terms of archers listening. I wanted to start by saying that, Lucy, I really miss your roundups of the week. That's my highlight of every week. I just think they're so funny, and you're so brilliant at writing them. Um, so can't wait for the archers proper to come back and for those to come back. Secondly, I wanted to say that I've only just downloaded the BBC Sounds app. I was fairly reluctant because I normally listen on um, my podcast app, um, which obviously they're not on. So I've just listened to Four Weddings and Awake. And as somebody who's supposed to be getting married in 20 days, I just thought it was really cruel of the big BBC bosses to make me so aware of um, how what weddings are like, how, what I'm missing out on. Um, Ed's best man speech particularly got to me. Um, I just thought that was so touching and I can't wait for my wedding which is going to be a whole year away now so I hope that next week's episodes which I can listen to straight away now brilliant um, make me cry a little bit less and that my wedding next year in June is slightly more successful than Tom and Kirsty. anyway thanks so much for the podcast I love it so much and I'll speak to you all soon bye Right then, uh, Warbis, mm. anything you want to investigate in that call? Well, I'd love that there are newcomers to the programme. How wonderful is that? You know, she started listening when Russ and Lily got together, and that seems like only a couple of weeks ago, really, doesn't it, in the great <laughs> scheme of things. Um, so I really like that people are coming to the Archers anew, for one thing. Lucy, obviously, you know, missing her roundup, we all miss that. Um, they're wonderful. And I feel feel really sorry for her. She was supposed to be getting married this June and now isn't. It's next June. So there's an awful lot of that going on at the moment, isn't there? Mm. Uh, so so there is. Now, I, I will admit there's a reason why I said Warbis take up the cudgels. Because uh, you didn't listen, did you? <laughs> I did listen. I was, I, was, I was bang on it with that call. However, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's um, a slight... A breaking bit of dumpty dum news. Okay. Um, Andrew Horn, about an hour or so before we started recording, sent out a tweet uh, which uh, basically says, "This national treasure, we need to get him on the show to to guest host." Uh, I don't think he sent that out knowing that you were coming on the show. He just said that in general. And this national treasure is Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry mm. on Instagram um, took a picture of a tie which says dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum um, a thousand times over. 
And of course, there are now um, a whole legion of uh, replies of people saying, oh, my God, you're a fan of the Archers. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. Now, so what I did was I sent a reply um, uh, basically saying, as Archer superfans go, you're right up there. Ex-Home Secretary Jackie Smith might give you a run for your money, though. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we'd like to get you on uh, our Archers fan podcast, Dumpty Dum. Good so, folks, right, if you have anything to do with the Instas, I beg you, right, <laughs> go and like my message so he will actually see it. So he will have to take notice of it. So it's obviously it's Stephen Fry, the Stephen Fry. We, I think we all kind of knew he's a big Archers fan. He, he says it all over the place, doesn't mm, he? Yeah. Uh, but go um, look, look, at the, look at that message, specifically the post which he – has with him and he well it's not him it's the the dum de dum tie i've posted a message like the hell out of it mm. and then let's hope that he then notices it are you on the old instas i am indeed yes and i do follow him and i look at his ties so i hadn't spotted that one quite yet so i'll, I'll get on there and persuade him too well wouldn't that done. be wonderful wouldn't it just though you know if i was going to be in lockdown Mm. Right. I'd rather be in lockdown with you, Warbis, than him. Oh, aren't you lovely, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I, you know what? No, I'm not. You said that to right. Jackie Smith last week, and uh, you'll probably say it to Stephen Fry next week. <laughs> I said nothing of the sort about lockdown with Jackie Smith. I didn't. Right. But I think that Mr. Fry... Mm. I think because he's a real proper old school lovey creative. Of course, they, yeah. They, they get a bit moody, don't they? A bit irascible. Irritable. Oh, have you read his autobiography? No. Mm. Remember I said I don't really read. I read comics. No. What's he saying his autobiography? Oh, well, he's, he, you know, he's had tricky times along the way. Um, so he might be a little, I doubt it though, you know. He's bloody lovely, isn't he? Don't get me wrong, uh, the man's a genius mm. and a comic genius is blooming funny and whatever, but I don't know. I don't know if I could like quite have nine weeks and only have one hour's worth of freedom a day from, from Stephen Fry. I don't know. I think I could. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And again, you said you're quite easygoing. You did say that, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, up oh, for anything, I believe is the inference. <laughs> <laughs> Are you some sort of spin doctor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, that yeah. is a, a new We're not going to talk about Dominic Cummings, are we, today? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> not, 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 not today. Not no. Spin <laughs> doctor, he's more the enforcer. Isn't oh, he? I he's know. Not, not quite. How there, much spin has been happening, though, yesterday? Mm. Anyway. I, I, I think if all the Tory press have got front page spreads going, what the hell, right? One rule for him, one rule for the rest of us. I, I think his days might well be numbered. Yeah, when the Daily Mail is saying what it's saying on its front page. Yeah, that's never a good sign if you're a Tory government. Um, yeah. we have, so we had a new caller in, right? Yes. Almost hit all the marks. Yeah, um, I don't know what she does for a living, though. So, uh -uh. you do listen, don't you? Yeah. 
Well done, Warby. So, like that. Uh, uh. uh, so, really welcoming the new listener. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I said nice the... things to start off with. <laughs> I said, I don't know, you know, like we are, we are welcoming, right? Yeah. But we have standards, we have rules, right? It's well, we're nosy, not... basically, aren't we? And that's exactly what it yes. is. What exactly do you what do, Elsa? Please ring back. Mm. Exactly. And then also gives you blood type as well whilst you're at it yeah. as well, just in case. <laughs> right. Last caller in era is um, our Glyn. Oh, wait a minute. Have we done Glyn before? We have. We have. No, no, we no. haven't. Okay, right. So, Glyn, you're up. Hello, Dumpty Dum. Glyn here. I hope this call gets under the wire. I hope everyone is well. Reflections on the last week of archive episode. Um, enjoyed them actually and uh, good to hear a lot of old actors and old characters Um, the scenes with Peggy and Jack were heartbreaking Um, uh, even second time around Uh, if we are being set up for new storylines then I think we're going to get uh, quite a lot of Ed and Emma quite a lot of Tom and Kirsty Chris and Alice and Brian and Jennifer so there's quite a lot of Aldridges in there. So maybe we that um, Aldridge inheritance story is going to break soon. There wasn't a great deal of Brookfield in the archive episodes, um, but when it was, they were either in crisis or referring back to crisis. Is that a subtle hint? And of course, two villainous characters who have are abroad, but uh, not not gone for good, Um, Rob and Matt were there, so maybe um, they will make a reappearance, but hopefully not too soon. I think we we can do without them uh, in the current uh, coronavirus period. So anyway, thank you to the Dumpty Dum team for carrying on with the podcast. Sorry I've been unable to join any of the Zooms. I'll have to catch up. On YouTube, uh, maybe I will get to one at some point. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Have a great week in Dumpty Dum. Mm. Uh, very, very sober reflections from our Glyn. Yes, yes, which is no bad thing. Um, this is a very serious matter. Um <laughs> 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 uh, but he, it, it was interesting because we touched upon it earlier, didn't we? I think you asked um, if I'm looking forward to the new version and I kind of started to say that I was hoping it would be a double hander and then you went off on a tangent. But um, he, what it turns out is that they're going to be a series of, of monologues. There'll be three or four monologues within each episode. So it won't actually be characters speaking to each other what I've gleaned from the Twitters um and so him him picking up that you know he thinks there'll be Ed and Emma or Tom and Kirsty or Chris and Alice Brian and Jennifer etc he thinks they, they may feature in the new ones um they may but they won't probably be talking to each other they'll be having you know monologues about their thoughts I've heard a little have you heard the clip of David and Josh no I heard the clip with Tracy oh I haven't heard that one yeah so it's kind of them having a bit of a conversation with themselves about the others isn't it 
Mm. Oh no! You actually know? Yes, I had heard that clip with uh, with one of the brokers. Like yes. Yeah. Um, I think they. It looks like it might be quite Brookfield heavy in that in the first week, from what I could gather. Uh, it will be interesting. It's not mm. how I thought it was going to be, though. Did you think they'd actually be somehow speaking with, uh, to each other in the new episodes, or did you always know it was going to be monologues? No, I, I thought they were going to speak into each other. However, yeah. and again, this is more idle archers speculation. Mm. Um, no, it's not quite idle. There have been problems... Um, technical difficulties with them doing this the way that they're doing it and speaking to graham seed who played nigel and oh goodness i spoke to somebody else about this and they said how is it going to work when you physically do need to be in the space with another actor to really get you know for that scene to flow and as i say the very fact that i know there have been problems with this that i i I wonder if they hadn't tried to kind of make this more of a, you know, actors talking to each other thing. And then it was just so hard for it to be convincing and and to edit that then they've gone to this monologue. That makes more sense, yes. Um, However, this Friday on Zoom, I know you've always got better things to do on a Friday at 7 o'clock. Do you know what? When you mentioned the Zooms, I wrote in capital letters on my pad, Zooms, exclamation marks, because I want to tell you. you just chose to ignore what you've written on your pad in capital letters. Oh, because I'm now telling you about it, is that the last, <laughs> they're on Fridays, aren't they? And I've had other work WebEx socials on the Fridays that you've done the Zooms, but I don't have this coming Friday. So... You know, not only will I go back, you can see them on YouTube, can't you? The past one. Yes, you can. You can. So you I will can. be doing There's it. nothing like being there live, though, Kerry. No, I know. Well, you know, hold your horses. I will be there Friday. Good, because uh, we have the other Kerry, Kerry oh, Davis, Archer's <laughs> group writer. You know, yes. people think I just throw this thing together. But no, I went, you know what we need? First week of the new uh, Archers in lockdown. Let's have one of the script writers on. So Kerry Davis is coming on to Zoom this Friday at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And he will explain exactly how they've had to put t- together these shows and why and what problems they've encountered, if they've encountered any at all. But I know he's whispers. Some of the ones in this coming week, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He's done two episodes this week to which again is unusual and quickly off mic kerry um i don't know i think you need to get closer to your mic i'm sorry okay yeah yeah um because you you were i I could barely hear you all right then back on mic because and that again is unusual because normally a writer does a whole week does one week in i think it's five yeah so again it's showing you that they've had to scramble really quite quickly Mm. And the fact that they're breaking it up and within one week, um, yeah, writers I guess are doing... Nature, they're going more standalone these episodes, aren't they? I guess, if mm. they're sort of uh, two or three individuals having monologues. I don't know. Mm. It's, it is intriguing. I don't know how and how they're going to bring in the whole coronavirus stuff, other than that they're in lockdown, will be interesting as well. 
Well, you know how they do it normally, like in like a Spider-Man movie. Like, so someone will be like in Times Square and there'll be like a big TV screen and it says, breaking bulletin, dun, 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 coronavirus. <laughs> so someone will be in the village and the village green. And, you know, someone will just be blaring out their, you know, their 50-inch TV and someone will hear, oh, my God. And then that's how they'll do it. And then think that'll be like really within keeping. Will Susan be the person who lets everyone know? Oh, God, Susan will be the super spreader in the shop, won't she? Yeah. How will the, will the shop have to have one in, one out? Of course it will. <gasps> Susan, oh, Susan will be a right one for being in the proper PPE, won't she? Yeah, she'll, she'll be have like, mask on, special tabard. OMG. You know what? I had not thought about this. Then, you know, the, and the, of course, the bull is always in financial problems. And that's the reason why they changed the name. That's, that's really going to mess with their finances. But some pubs have been doing all sorts of things, haven't they? They've turned their pub gardens into garden centre type situations where you can go and buy plants and things. They sell mm. their beer. Um, you can go in and take beer away. You can, They still make the food that they've been making and you can have that delivered or you can go and pick it up. Yeah, Frida Fry. She's oh no, it's Wayne Tucson. Wayne's doing the the stuff now in in the bull making the food, isn't he? Mm. I don't know. My gut is that the owners of the bull, people that run the bull, are not as nimble as to do all of that. But they're going to have to be for the sake of the drama. Yeah. Ooh, I think it'll be good. It'll be interesting. All of a sudden, I'm much more excited about these shows than I ever was before. <laughs> I, I, I really, I was just like, yeah, right, whatevs. But anyway, uh, I'm appropriate up for it now. As well, aren't they? There's only going to be four. Slightly mm. gutting. Your dum-de-dums will come in and, and help fill the void on the fifth day. And on the fifth day, there was dum-de-dum. True, there you go. true. true exactly. That. And Zoom on a Friday. So there we mm-hmm. go. Um. Now, we have a, a change to the running order. All right. So these calls are not only new to you, Warbis, they're new to me. Um, I checked SpeakPipe um, during the last call. And good job I did, because you have calls from Andrew Horn and Red Agnes. Never before in the whole history of Dum Dum have I, whilst recording a show, checked for new calls and then like got it. them. All right, so this is the this is the the real kind of by the seat your pants broadcasting podcasting Excellent. that we do around here. All right, so here's Andrew Horn. I don't know what he's talking about. Let's go leap into the dark, folks. Hello, Dumpty Mogs, Dumpty Dogs, and Dumpty Humans. It's Red Agnes here. Just a quick one today. I don't know whether I'm too late, and I've missed it. Who knows? I was just wanting to say, listening to Brian having excitement in the trouser department. Just made me feel a little bit sick. Um, so I'm glad that's over. Oh, and there you go. That's how how seat of the pants things are. That was hardly Andrew Horn. That's Red Agnes. Uh, we thank you for that, Red Agnes. Uh, he always is there on the Zooms, just saying. Excellent. Kerry. Lovely. Yeah. I agree with her, by the way, on the Brian's trouser excitement inducing vomit. <laughs> it was almost as if he was going to have an event. In his pants, <laughs> which is what I tweeted. Yeah. And it was funny because 
the um, series of, I think they were billed as unmissable events, these episodes. I thought, is that what they're talking about? <laughs> Brian's event. <laughs> Whilst dancing with Siobhan, sexy Siobhan in her midnight blue satin. Ooh. Yeah, lots of heavy breathing and things. Ooh. Right in front of Jennifer, naughty man. It was uh, lovely speaking to Charles, who plays Brian, last year. And I had forgotten what a big deal the whole Siobhan thing was in the media. And he he got on This Is Your Life off the back of that, uh, the whole Siobhan affair. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and I went back and you had a look and it was on, you know, Daily Mail spreads about Brian Aldridge's goings mm -hmm. on, whatever. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, now, I believe the next call is Andrew Horn. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. So we've had our three weeks, four weddings and a funeral bit contrived disaster city um well it was a dramatic week and now this week just some some general loveliness a chance to hear old voices norman painting phil that was so moving um nigel and jack too um i did think that linda sounded much more rp in those uh, early episodes maybe she was putting some of it on for the lower loxy ball um but um, yeah, I, I just, it's been, it's been lovely. Flower and produce, harmless fun, lots of village gossip. Perfect, perfect little episode. Um, I'd completely forgotten that Alice and Chris had started off in a tent like Lizzie and Roy. Um, and then we had the touching, uh, Jack and Peggy, the start of Jack's dementia, um, the bonfire night and, and Ian helping and a reminder that Ian is a lovely or has been in the past, a lovely character. And he's been a bit bit sidelined recently could do with more ian and then the christmas lights um i had completely forgotten charlie thomas's voice he came on and i thought who's this i know yokel bear you're probably um uh crossing me off your christmas card list for that but i'm sorry that's the way it is and then um we had eddie helping emma scheme again in moving into into their new house so that is just like uh, like recent times and we came full circle and really what a lovely I suppose on balance a lovely three weeks I'm looking forward to the new style as I'm sure we all are and um, let's bring it on speak to you all soon bye 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 Mr Horn um, right Warbis I really am enjoying being in your company but I feel that um, a podcast that goes on for two hours is maybe <laughs> a little bit too long. Yep, so yep. Uh, it's not that I don't want you to comment on what Andrew Horn has got to say, but I'm going to say this. Do we have any emails, Kerry? We do, Royfield. Let me go and find them. Hold your horses. Which one would you do like? Have the, uh, whatever comes up first, let's go for that. Okay, I like, having said horses, the horse paintings one is mm -hmm. good. Oh, Okay, great. Yeah, so this is from Gina Charlesworth. Mm -hmm. And she says, Hi, everyone at Dumpty Dum. I'm a first time emailer innerer, but I've been a listener from about your fifth week. 
left you a review, a review, became a patron, and I've had several comments read out in social media roundups over the years, so I'm not a complete newbie. I just wanted to suggest this. Do you remember when Leonard first became Jill's main squeeze and he was trying to impress her by letting her believe that a painting in his house that she had admired was actually his own work? On the strength of this, she then commissioned him to do a painting for her, which he tried to do but made a complete mess of. Something about flower stalks looking like lampposts, I seem to remember. Um, he tried to pay, paint horses for Schuler, and he got into a mess when he couldn't do it. Could this be the horse painting that Alistair was referring to? Please tell me that you remember this entire farce, <laughs> as I've been in lockdown a long time now and have started to confuse my dreams with real life. Many thanks for all your work and especially the extra content, which I am loving. Gina. Oh, hello, Gina. And uh, thank you for being a long time Patreon and, and fan of the podcast. Mm. Uh, do you want me just to give a, the answer? We have the answer. Oh, now, great. Okay. Yeah, right. Yet again, Cosmo to the rescue. Nice. Uh, so Cosmo tweeted this, obviously, after the whole Jackie Smith um thing uh last week uh after i'd spoken to michael who plays alistair and said what was the horse painting scene mm. this is what cosmo said on the twitters royfield alistair said horse paintings because he could not remember where his father had got to that day they which, which means shula and alistair were dining with dr Locke, and alistair was completely bemused by dr Locke because and this is me adding this now mm. Um, whilst Shula was engaged, or at least um, in a relationship with Alistair before they actually got married, she had a brief affair with Dr. Locke. That is Alistair's uh, beef with uh, Richard Locke. Aha. Uh -huh. uh, yep. Uh, so Alice was completely, completely bemused by Dr. Locke. And then as Dr. Locke went, Alistair remembered where Jim had gone. Or perfectly logical, he, Jim had gone to see an exhibition of horse paintings. Ah. So, there nice try, Gina. <laughs> but not so quite. It, Yeah. I kind of regret the fact that Cosmo has uh, filled in the gaps here. <laughs> I wanted this just to go down in legend as, uh, as just a total non sequitur, as just yes. like nonsense. It would have been much better, but you know, we've got Don't our accountant, yeah, <laughs> our accountant fan who's gone. No, I've gone back through everything, <laughs> and I have determined the reason why Alistair did say horse paintings at that juncture. Brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely. Thank brilliant. you, Cosmo. Um, do we have another email? We do indeed have another email. We actually have a text as well, which is quite exciting. Oh, so this email is not an email, it's a text. This one is, yeah, and then we have another okay. email. So oh, all right. This, this is a text, and this is from someone called Jenny. Mm -hmm. So she says, um, please can we have the guy who played Matt Crawford on one of the Zoom interviews? I was listening to yesterday's Archers, The Hump Ball 2017, and I didn't realise how much I had missed Tiger. Love the show, Jenny. Um, yes, in a nutshell, Ooh, um, we're going. We're going to try. So 
So we have tried to, uh, we have put out the feelers, sorry, to try and get Kim Durham on before. And Kim Durham obviously played the uh, character of Matt, totally beloved rogue of, of the village. And as rogues go, he wasn't a bad one, was he? You know, he wasn't, he, you never thought that our Lillian's life w w was in danger. Well, mm. then again, there's a whole Russian mafia thing and <laughs> Ambridge Extra crumbs isn't it you can look look back with rose tinted glasses he was a wrong one but he's a good type of wrong exactly um i'm gonna redouble my efforts i'm gonna redouble my efforts and i'll get my people which is me to speak to his people which is probably his agent <laughs> and let's see if we can't cook something up because it'd be great to have him on the show mm. Um, do you want to read out that? Oh, and by the way, we need to um, say a special thank you to Vitel, who provide the text messaging service, uh, of which that is not the first, but the second one last week, uh, the email of last week was actually a text message. So if you want to send us in a text message, quite simply, you, you start your message with D-U-M, and you send the text to 077 uh, If you're abroad, um, put a plus and a four four, and then start with the two double sevens. And make sure that you end it with your name and that will uh, get your text to us in the form of like an email type thing. So it's awesome like that. Um, last email. Let's yes. go. We have an email from Jack Wright. He says, Hello, Royfield. My name is Jack. I live in Woodley, just east of Reading, Berkshire. I'm a listener to Dumpty Dum, and I particularly enjoy your interviews with the Archers cast or people that work on the programme, anything factual to do with the Archers. I had a few questions for you. I'm completely blind and find it difficult to become a patron. I would like to give donations, but how, if I'm not a patron, can I get hold of all of your interviews with members of the Archers cast? The other thing I wanted to ask or suggest is, will your interviews with cast members be on your YouTube? Um, my first day on set be included on Dumpty Dum. I think the listeners would be very interested to hear them and it would make accessing them easier, keeping them all together. Hopefully you will have more interviews with people working on the show or guests back again. I'm also on an email group for visually impaired Archers listeners. Well done for all the things you do for the programme. If there's anything I can do to help with, I would be happy to see if I can do that. And us listeners, um, oh, it's great work that you and the others are doing. Hopefully I will get to some of the meetups at some point. Hope to speak to you soon. Uh, thank you for the email. Um, quite simply, yes, everything that, that we do on Zoom, or which is fundamentally on YouTube, will be made available on the regular kind of podcast feed. And we have uh, been backing content up so much so that um, it was just yesterday that I actually put out the Michael Lumsden uh, Zoom uh, show, which, which we did. So that is now on the podcast page, but everything will be there eventually. And the plan is, is that what Patreon uh, members will actually get after the COVID emergency is over, 
is access to the live Zoom shows. So if you're a Patreon and you give us your $2 per show, you'll get, uh, only you guys will actually get the invites to be able to to ask questions to to the actors or to the script writers. Uh, and then we'll make those uh, feeds available on YouTube to everybody else. And then it also will go on, on podcast form, on a podcast format. One thing you said you would like, is there anything you could do for us? This is an idea which I had some years ago, and I don't quite know why it fell through the cracks, but it did do. But I'm acutely aware that The Archers is unique in having a rather large, loyal uh, fan base within the uh, blind community. So what I would like to do is do a special dumpy dump basically around that. What is it that visually impaired listeners get out of the archers? Um, we, it's, we have uh, blind listeners that come along to all of the live uh, dumpy dump shows that we do. It's something which the BBC is incredibly aware of. And obviously, um, I think most people now know that the actor that plays Jazza is actually blind as well. And I've always thought that's a genius bit of, uh, of casting because it doesn't matter that the actor can't see. And, and then there's knowing nods and winks um, within his script with him ogling women all the time because actually he can't see and he's been blind from birth. So if you would like to help me uh, put together a special dum dum show where... Um, we speak to blind listeners that'd be great because it's something which i've talked about years ago and never quite got around to doing but thank you for your email is that the end of the emails kerry it is all right smashing um it's time for our social media roundup after we pay some bills around here we've got to keep the lights on in dumpty dum towers so Mm -hmm. let's have an ad first then it's social media roundup Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, gentle viewers and listeners. This is Yoko Bear with the social media roundup for the week. And we've had another week of delving back into the archives and talking about it. And we've had all kinds of discussions. For instance, what the hell did Charlie ever see in Adam? Um, the heartbreak of listening to Peggy and um, Jack on Bonfire Night. That was a real heart-wrenching episode. Um, and so many other things that we've kind of, you know, we've been remembering. But one thing that I do want to talk about is about, again, how do we remember this? And also kind of how do newer people who've not remembered these episodes before, not heard them before, what have they kind of thought about them? Again, I mean, it's, there was one really interesting comment, I thought, from Judith Lawrence, which I think kind of sums up a lot of this, which is, she said, some I've remembered almost word for word. Some I've remembered parts accurately and other parts barely, if at all. Um, tonight she couldn't remember at all and I can't remember what episode that was but yeah I was found the same as well which is that I could almost remember Susan's reaction to Chris and Alice's wedding remember that right down to the line um, but I couldn't remember any flower and produce show stuff and sometimes they could be the most amusing episodes and they certainly were um, but I think, you know, you, your memory is selective, isn't it? You kind of remember some things, some things you, you, that you don't. Um, and also kind of, we get used to the characters of the, are, they are now. Sarah Passingham said, um, tonight I kept thinking about when did Jill start making that dreadful hoot we've heard so often recently? She never used to do, do that and she was so generous to let the cake theft slide. Yeah, that was a bit of a naughty one, that cake, wasn't it? I suddenly realised this was the wise, gently self-confident woman I recognised. I rather missed that well-rounded and uh, well-written character. And I think so. I think maybe it's to do with the storylines. I think maybe not getting enough of the storylines. Um, maybe it is the writing. And it's really obvious that the writing has kind of changed over the years. Um, and it kind of goes, you know, different writers, different styles, I guess. Um, mind you, Glyn Fuller Love thinks that there was a method in all these repeats because he said again, I'm becoming convinced that Royfield's theory um, that these episodes foreshadow events to come is correct. We have now had two episodes where Alice and Chris are featured heavily. I suspect a storyline focused on their relationship is on its way. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Glenn, I did think that. But then again, when I look at all the kind of things that are um, are being posted by the Archers about the actors who are kind of recording from home. So uh, we've got Tracy Horobin. We've got Ben Archer. We've got David. I've not seen any mention of Alice or Chris. So I wonder whether that's something that will come later. But yeah, you're right. It does have this kind of foreshadowing feel, doesn't it? Um, Andy Bent said, I have been avoiding the doom and gloom labeled episodes, but the comedy has been glorious. Yes, absolutely agree. Um, Alice and Chris Wedding was magnificent. What a skullduggery. God almost couldn't say it then. At the Flower and Produce show was hilarious. Um, I was initially a bit sceptical, but I've been enjoying them more than I thought I would. And again, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but again, yeah, I've really enjoyed them. I was really sceptical about kind of, oh, why are we doing this? And maybe it would have been best to just have a break. Controversial to say that, I know. But I was wrong to think that because these have kind of really kind of make reinvigorated my love of the history of the archers and where we're at now but where it's come from um sue lee said i enjoyed the new year's ball seemed to be loads of actors yeah and i think we've mentioned this before which is that the, yeah we've got the character limit now and this coming week the character limit i think goes down to one per episode um, which again is we're going to have another period of kind of adjusting to see what happens there. Um, Fiona Siobhan Powell also mentioned about the quality of the writing that, um, that she's enjoying with more characters. Yeah, I just, I really honestly think, and I don't know whether this could be changed in any way, I think just a few more characters in the scene give so many more options. Um, rather than hearing just a kind of duo dialogue, I liked, like, um, I think it was at the hump ball with, like, Linda chipping in and stuff like that. It felt a lot more real. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it can change. Now, just to finish off, we also asked, which character would you bring back? Melissa Williams actually said, Julie Pargeter, without a doubt. She is my Dowager Countess of Borsetshire. <laughs> Yes, she was. But I mean, the big popular ones were, of course, Nigel. We would like Nigel back. How they do it, I don't know. But then again, remember Bobby Ewing in the shower in Dallas? Mm, possible. Now, Gordon Pervert gave a um, a kind of left field suggestion, which I absolutely adore, which is Anna Tregoran should get her own spin-off, part legal drama, Part disastrous love life scandal. I would watch the crap out of that. Anyway, that's the social media roundup for the week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for that, Mr. Bear. Um, I've been watching you on the YouTubes, doing your book reviews, Mr. Mark Ebden. Uh, and if you um, like, like books and like reviews of books, uh, why don't you uh, go onto YouTube typing Mark Ebden, that's his real name, Bear and uh, read some of his book reviews. Well done to you, sir. Um, do you have any tweets of the week? It's something I forgot to ask you. Ooh, uh, you didn't ask the, uh, me, so no, I, I don't. To hand, no. Mm, all right, okay. Well, <laughs> you didn't do your homework. You didn't. You didn't second guess me. <laughs> <laughs> I can find some. 
no, it's all right. Let's, uh, you know, let's either. And I guess you don't have a newspaper headline, which is somewhat ridiculous. No, darling, I don't. But, you know, just let's use the Daily Mail's front cover, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) How long have we been doing this show now? Kerry Warbis. I didn't. You didn't tell me. I have, yeah, well, because I don't have to do the roundup like no, no, Lucy no, does. No, I didn't no, know that. You, you've got right. this. You, you're getting this the wrong way around. Mm. We've been recording for one hour and forty-two minutes, and it's taking you that long to call me darling. I oh, knew we'd God. get there. I knew we'd get there. <laughs> Slip of the tongue, <laughs> <laughs> folks. Um, why don't you go oh. to dumdum.com? uh go there and you can do stuff you can watch um our output which we put out on youtube um you can watch it actually from dumdum.com you can go back and listen to all the past shows dumdum.com uh you can also go on to the shop though um i've been setting people for the last uh, few weeks mm, don't go buying anything just yet because different suppliers because we have more than one supplier that supplies the, the stuff in our shop some of them aren't delivering because people aren't going to work through the coronas however somebody did go on and buy something yesterday it's the first time somebody bought something in a little while fingers crossed you're going to get that sometime soon is all i can say so um have a look at the shop peruse its goods and its wares uh don't go a buying them just yet is what i would say because I'll get it in the neck when you say to me in three months' time, I've been waiting three months for me mug rifle. It hasn't come. And I'm going, well, it's bloody coronas. So you should have just waited. So the shop is there. Don't buy anything just yet. Uh, but go on to dumdidum.com. Go look at the old shows. They go all the way back and marvel at um, Cosmo's brilliant podcast summaries because some of them really are a work of art. They're genius. Um, if you'd like to support our show, you can go on to patreon.com. It's $2 per show. It's cheap at half the price. Cheap as chips it is. Great value. Um, it helps, as I said, keep the lights on around here at Dumdy Dum Towers. And um, post the Coronas, you'll be able to have special access to the great and the good to do with Ambridge. You'll be, only you lot will be invited to come onto the Zoom calls. Uh, with me so you'll be able to talk to the actors and if you want a little bit of a taste as to what that might be like this friday at seven o'clock get all zoomed up download the app and uh, you'll be able to see kerry davis the other kerry that's very close to our ambridge heart and um, he will be answering my questions and your questions about the problems, the difficulties in trying to get the archers coronavirus ready. Obviously, um, that's going to be the main topic of this week's conversation. Now, you're saying, Zoom, what is Zoom? Well, uh, Zoom is um, a platform whereby you can have uh, video chats and meetings and webinars. So what you need to do Get all that downloaded onto your phone, your your iPad, your tablet, your laptop, whatever, your desktop even, if you're that way inclined. But what you need to do is um, you can email me, royfield at gmail.com, and I'll give you the password and all the credentials you need to, to get into the Zoom meeting. Or you can DM Dumpty Dum or me on Twitter. 
Uh, I will also post the details of that on our Facebook group and on the Flick app group. Big up to the Flick app posse. They're my special friends, those people over there. So if you're not on the Flick app, why aren't you on the Flick app? Go to your Google Play Store or Apple iTunes Store, download the Flick app and then type in dum de dum and you get 500 odd lovely dum de dums all just like hanging out. I release all the details there. So that's how you get on. If all that seems beyond you, um, they will be uh, simulcast uh, live onto YouTube. So uh, go on to Facebook, our Facebook group, or onto the Twitters on Friday, and you'll see the link for uh, the Facebook happening, and you'll be able to watch it live. There'll be me, uh, about 50 or so dumpty dummers, all our faces will be there, and you'll see Kerry getting grilled. I'll be like Paxman. I'll give him what for. I'll extract the truth out of him. I'll make him sweat on your behalf, because that's how good I am. Now, Kerry, I, I found a tweet. I found a tweet. Okay, go. <laughs> it's brief. It's Pajama Llama, uh, mm-hmm. who is Shaz Llama, and she says, if the Archer's omnibus doesn't include Ruth visiting her sick mother in the northeast, are they even trying? <laughs> <laughs> that was very good, Pajama Llama. <laughs> very good. Um, right, the next bit's in red. Go. Okay. Uh, so remember to get in contact. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website, or call 0203-031-3105 to leave a message, or send a text message starting with DUM D U M two O double seven eight six two double O six nine O. Twitter is um, where this show was birthed, as I've said a million times before. And Twitter is where you'll find Kerry Warbis. This bit really should have all been in red, too. Let's just imagine this bit's in red because this is your domain. Go. <laughs> um, you can find Yokel Bear at Dumpty Dum, um, which is at Dumpty Dum. Kerry Warbis, that's me, is at really uniquely at Kerry Warbis. And Royfield can be found at Royfield. Yes. And of course, um, our Lucy can be found at Lucy V. Freeman. Yep. Um, Facebook, if you like Facebook, you're a fan of Facebook. And um, you're one of two billion people on planet Earth that are members of Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, you're one of those two billion and you're not part of our Facebook group, why don't you go onto Facebook and type in Dum Dum? Go onto there, you get your Millie Bells, you get your Yokel Bears, you also get your Witherspoons doing his snap is Saturday non-Archers post. That's what a snap means. And uh, I forgot what they talked about this week, but it's always fun. So go on to that. Uh, Before I forget, let me just um, thank Graham Seed, uh, who played Nigel. He came on to our Zoom chat on Friday. Um, He really spoke from the heart and it's very obvious that um, even though Nigel met his grizzly end nine years ago, that Graham is still somewhat hurt by that. And um, and he did say to me before he, before he came on the show, he says, Roy Fudge, you can ask me anything. I don't want to be too much of a lovey. You can ask me personal questions. I'll give you the truth. And um, the interview um, 
which I did with Graham, is on YouTube. So just type in Dumpty Dum and you will be able to find it. And, you know, he does still choke when he talks about how he heard that the character of Nigel was going to be written out. And, you know, he does feel, dare I say, disrespected um, with the way the way that it was done. But I don't want to spoil everything by telling you exactly everything that he said, but go on to YouTube and uh, go and watch that because um, it was a lovely hour and a half we spent in his company. And um, you can still see that, you know, the love that he had for the character. So that that's us on the YouTubes. Um, you can uh, remember there is the Flick app. And if you're trying to uh, download that, that Flick app, um, try this. HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash Flick dot group forward slash dumdy dum. And then that'll do something to your phone and then it'll make it all work. Um, I, I love the Flick app group uh they're, they're my proper buddies um warrant warbis yeah um you're a you're a woman of surprises you are <laughs> how well <laughs> i i re i i was in more i i was in trepidation <laughs> of sharing the podcasting cuddles with you you know because the back bedroom it's not big mm. it's not a big space that we're in Right. But you're a bit of a teddy bear. Uh, cross me and you'll find otherwise. Ooh. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a warning. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad that you feel that way, Royfield. <laughs> uh, we, we, sh we should do this again. Yeah, that would be great. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's flown. I hope, it I hope it flies for the poor listeners as well. <laughs> well, you know you've got lots of fans out there in uh, in, in Twitterdom, and uh, they'll be all, the fools. They'll be saying, <laughs> "Kerry, you were awesome." Oh, well, um, thank you for having me on. It's been well, great. It's I been, really enjoyed it. It's been a long time coming. It has indeed. But we got there in the end. <laughs> did, Thanks so much. Did, did, did we come together in the end? Ah. <sighs> God. <laughs> You're sounding like Brian now, Royfield. <laughs> well, on that note, I if think you have to I'll, ask, uh... we probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian's one for red cord the Roy trousers, isn't he? So yeah, I've got I the red cords you. on, oh, my, right, my okay. barber jacket, and uh, I think we'll, we'll shuffle off. I'll, I'll go on a hunt now then, shall I? Tatty bye, everybody. We see you again. Oh, we'll see you again on Friday, actually, on Zoom. And if I don't see you on Friday, see you next Monday. Uh, who knows who will be with me doing podcasting duties? Never know. I'm going to have to ask Warbis again. Mm, well, uh, if Stephen Fry doesn't show up, here I am. Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Not fingers crossed that it's not Kerry again, but it would be nice. It would be quite it nice to get nice. Stephen Fry. So if you're on the Instas, um, go on there and see that message and like the bejesus out of it. See how many likes it's got so far. You know what? No, that's I hold myself hostage to fortune. We would be like three or something. It'd be <laughs> highly embarrassing. Go and like the hell out of it. Hopefully, then he'll pay attention and um, we'll get him on the show. Toodaloo, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. That was all right. That was yeah. all right. <laughs>